Welcome to another episode of the No Feeding Tube Show. I'm your host, Yvonne McLaren, and I'm here to help you live your best food life following or during head and neck cancer treatment. And what do I know? Well, in late 2018, I was diagnosed with oropharyngeal cancer, and I went on to have a third of my tongue removed, both tonsils, the tumour, 30 lymph nodes and 30 chemo radiotherapy sessions. I also had a peg tube feed for 15 months and ate nothing orally in that time. So thanks for listening. This is a lived experience and one that I think is better shared. So grab your favourite beverage or your walking shoes and let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the No Feeding Tubes show. I'm your host, Evan McLaren, and I'm here to help you live your best food life after head and neck cancer treatment. Today's episode, uh, I want to talk about something that is possibly a sensitive subject and for a number of different reasons. It's about puree, pureed food, puree for adults. I thought this uh, needed a episode on its own because it is a subject where I see lots of questions asked around how to do it, how to make it taste better, how to zhuzhi up the texture, if you like. So the three things that I'm going to talk about today are the technique of making a puree. Do you know how to do it um, and what's the best and easiest way? Uh, Do you know a puree purpose? Um, There's a couple of options there for us as head and neck cancer treatment patients. And do you know what food slash vegetable fruit is the best for pureeing? So those are the three things that I'm going to cover in today's episode. Um, I, I arrived at this episode because just as of today I've just put the finishing touches to the final um, edit to the copy for my ebook which is a self-managed guide to living your best food life with head and neck cancer treatment. It's going to launch on World uh, Head and Neck Cancer Awareness Day which whatever year you're in is always going to be held on July 27. Just happens as you are watching or listening to this, it's 2022 and World Head and Neck Cancer Awareness Day is coming up next week. So I'm going to launch that e-book, which is a self-guide to managing and how to live your best food life with head and neck cancer treatment. However, today's episode is about puree. Now, without... uh, disparaging children, babies and that area of tube feeding and feeding babies pure. That's not what this is about. This is about us as adults uh, having to eat puree for starters and thankfully I didn't stay in that area for very long but if you're not familiar with IDSI and that's the International Dysphagia Diet Standardisation Initiative, IDDSI, they talk about different textures of food and how, if you have dysphagia, what area of food drink you should be on. So discuss that with your speech-language pathologist and or dietitian and or medical team. Itzy, if you don't know it, go and check it out because making puree is very much going to fit into their um, levels of 
thickness, if you like. No matter where you live, whether you live in Japan, Russia, Canada, the UK, Australia, New Zealand, Spain, um, those standardisations are applicable to you worldwide using the food that you have available to yourself uh, in your local area. Uh, But that's a whole other episode for another day. So do you know how to make puree? I see this asked a lot. How do I puree chicken? How do I puree beef? Do I need to cook it first? Um, All very legitimate questions. The first place I would tell you to start is with a good blender. Now, by good blender, I don't necessarily mean you have to get the top of the range blender, but what you do have to have is a blender that um, A, is easy to, to use, B, is easy to clean, C, has a strong and powerful motor, and D, has the right stainless steel, super sharp blades to be able to do the job that you need it to do. They're the four things that you've got to be looking for. In my experience, it is worth spending a bit of money on a good blender. Although having said that, I had a top-of-the-range one and the actual mechanism and the lid broke, I think, used too. And um, I've gone back to my cheaper brand because I couldn't get any response from the company that made the very expensive brand. However, they're the things that you need. Easy to clean, big motor, sharp blades. That's what you need. If you're trying to make puree with meats, be that fish, chicken or beef, uh, you can do it without cooking the meat first, but I don't. I always cook the meat first. And I'm just going to use chicken as an example today. With chicken, either poach it uh, or do it in a pressure cooker as I do. Now, there's two reasons why I suggest that you're implementing two cooking methods that use steam or water in the cooking process. So, hey, guess what? It adds moisture again. If you pan fry off a chicken breast, and I don't use chicken breast very often, I normally use chops and thighs, mainly because they've got more flavour and higher fat content, which is what we all need mostly um, from a point of swallow and calorific intake. Um, but yeah, you know, if you download uh, my e-guide, if and when you're listening or watching this, I talk about the cooking techniques and you can see what cooking techniques I advise and use to make uh, your food as wet as possible. And poaching and pressure cooker, cookering, is that a word, um, are two ways that I use a lot to make sure that my food is as moist as it possibly can be. So let's assume you've got a whole chicken that you've put in a pressure cooker or you've poached. Pull the meat off the breast or the leg or the thigh or wherever you want to take that piece of meat from. Break it up, put it into your blender and the way to blend it to a puree is to add more liquid to it, salt, pepper, celery salt and this is where the adult bit comes in. If you have made your own chicken stock from scratch, which you have because I'm always going on about it and how important it is to know that basic cooking method and you always have stock frozen in your freezer, 
if you've made your own stock, you've already added in some flavouring, a.k.a. garlic, ginger, um, if you're in Japan or Asia, miso. You may have added all these other lovely, yummy flavours into your stock. And guess what? If you use that stock to put in your puree, be it vegetable or meat, you're going to add another level of flavour to that puree just like that without adding anything else. So back to our blender with our chicken meat in it and we're adding chicken stock into that and blending, blending as we go and you're looking at it and working out what thickness you need that to be to make it manageable for you. And that, of course, is going to depend on how many teeth you've got left, whether you can swallow, whether you can chew, how much tongue you've got, uh, how much manoeuvrability you've got in your mouth using your tongue, all those sorts of things. And it's also pureeing food means that you can control the flavours that are in it by adding those beautiful flavour components like garlic and ginger. The other thing you can add, there's, uh, I was reading somewhere the other day and it was called, and I'm reading it off my notes here, Salsa Romesco. Doesn't that sound, it even sounds good, doesn't it? Salsa Romesco. And it's a puree that you make um, with garlic, tomato, bell pepper and sherry vinegar. Now, all those things I know I can manage. Uh, if I know people say, oh, tomato's really acidic, but... You can make tomato less acidic into a sauce by removing the skin and the seeds. Cooking that down, adding a bit of brown sugar to it, to it, adding the actual stalk of the tomato whilst you're cooking it, take it out before you use it, imparts this beautiful tomato-y um, flavour and you can cut back all that acidity by removing the skin and the seeds. But that's a cooking lesson for a whole other day. But, you know, there's a lovely adult puree, salsa romesco. Um, add, some, add some adult to your puree. Add the garlic, add the mirepoix, add smoky paprika. And you'll know what you can manage. You know intuitively what you can manage because you've tried it and, and have either had to spit it out or... And, you know, as we all know, if you go back to it a month later, a year later, it might be quite different from when you first tried to eat something that was acidic or something that had too much heat in it from a chilli perspective. Smoked paprika, I find, is a really good one. And if you use those flavour layers in things like hummus, uh, and I turn to Middle Eastern cuisine a lot because they have pureed chickpea. They have tahini, which is pureed sesame seeds. Um, Indian food, which has beautiful saucy lentils that are wet and you can add all sorts of um, beautiful flavours into those foods. So experimenting with different cuisines and experimenting with different flavour components is really important. So understanding the technique of puree and how to do it. And you do need to have some basic understanding of cooking. And I know everyone's not like me. Not everyone's a chef. Not everyone cares. And not everyone wants to spend a whole heap of time in the kitchen. I totally understand that. However, it's also in my experience as a head and neck cancer person, uh, 
that the skills that I have in the kitchen have enabled me to live my best possible food life from a flavour profile perspective and from a eating out socially perspective because I can play with textures and flavour and I know what is going to work for me on that particular day. Um, <clears throat> know what the purpose of your puree is. Now that might sound really obvious, but is your puree a meal in itself or is it, uh, and or is it an accompaniment to something else? So for example... I know I went to a stage there where I actually made a sweet potato and parsnip puree that I added in lots of cream too because I needed the calories and I added in chicken fat to it as well. Now, uh, I was talking to this with one of my students the other day about chicken fat and she picked it up because I was talking to someone else on YouTube how to make chicken fat. Well, my chicken fat comes from my chicken stock. When I make my chicken stock and put it in the fridge and it cools down, the fat rises to the top. I skim that chicken fat off and I keep it because it's full of flavour and it's full of calories and I can add that into vegetable purees to, guess what, give it extra flavour, give it extra fat, give it extra texture, different texture, slippery texture, if you like, silky texture. So, um, you know, uh, knowing what your puree is for is also a good way to make it an adult puree. If you can only manage a little bit of garlic or a little bit of onion juice or you can't manage vinegar at all but you can manage apple cider vinegar but you can't manage grape vinegar, two different things. Um, Quite different um, acidic uh, concentrates in your mouth. And you're going to be different to me depending on how, how radiation's affected you and what you were used to beforehand and what, you know, there's a whole raft of things as we know that can dictate what you can and can't manage. I still really struggle with pepper, even fine white pepper. Don't know why. But I can eat a bit of chilli um, and I can eat a bit of mussel and curry. So... Understanding its purpose, is it a meal or is it accompaniment? And that will also dictate how much flavour to add into things and how much uh, thickness to make it. Do you make it a bit runnier than normal? Is it more like a soup? Um, Or do you just need it as an accompaniment to get something like a smoked salmon sliced down or a piece of quiche down? And the third thing is know what vegetable and or food product purees well. Some things just don't. I personally don't reckon chicken does, but look, if you, I find chicken really, really difficult, and I love chicken, so I tend to just have it in my soup. Uh, I was trying to mince chicken meat and put that in my soup, but I was finding it was making me cough and choke and splutter. So I think pureeing a bit of chicken is a, is a good way for me to try and uh, use it as a food but even then oh yeah I really struggle with it to be honest so I tend to puree vegetables and add chicken fat into the vegetable for example uh, knowing what vegetables to puree well is also very helpful. Um, I make an asparagus soup when asparagus is in season here in Australia. And you might know that asparagus has a woody stem and unless it's very fresh and very young, 
I need to not only make that asparagus soup, but then I've got to strain it because, um, and I've got little crab pincers happening here for those that are listening online. Um, I have to strain that soup to get those little woody bits out of my soup. Um, I can manage it, but it just makes for a much more pleasant meal experience if I take it out. It requires a little bit more work, but in the end of the day, it's worth it. Um, so knowing what vitamizes well, um, I know people, I for also for a while there, I vitamized and pureed lots of seasonal berries, pineapple, strawberries, um, blueberries, which are really good antioxidant, but the skin, oh my goodness, the skin... Um, you know, I pureed all that up and froze it and then I'd add those frozen cubes into my smoothie. Um, so, you know, working out what you're using puree for, is it an accompaniment, is it a full meal or is it an additive to something like a smoothie and or a soup? So they will all dictate um, how you can flavour add where you can flavour add and make it a bit more adult, make it a bit more um, about the meal, not just eating slop really is is what I'm trying to instil in you here. Uh, so work out, um, you know, what your puree is for. And I think puree is a little bit like the foundation of building a house. The puree often pulls together all the other elements, like, you know, uh, cement with bricks to build a house? It holds the bricks together so that you can build a wall. You can start to build a room, and then you can put a roof on top. Puree is a bit like that. Um, think of it as the foundation to building uh the, the big strong base of your food life because from there you can start to build and add things to your food repertoire. Use it to eat a pasta, use it to get some pie down, use it to get a slice down, use it to um, bolster the flavour in your smoothies, use it to bolster the flavour in your soups, use sauce uh, from scratch to bolster the flavour layers in your puree. If you're pureeing something, add stock that you've made that you've already added flavour to. That's how you adult, inverted commas, you adult your puree. Learn to make mirepoix. Mirepoix is a basic culinary technique that you use to cook um, the base of stocks. And a mirepoix is things like onion, celery, carrot, bay leaf, and you, they're your flavours that are already in your stock, but it, even before you start to add that liquid to your puree. So that's how you adult, adult fry your stock. Um, <clears throat> that's the end of episode 25. Don't put baby in the puree corner. Um, I hope you got something out of that. And I'd love for you to make a comment below if you're watching this on YouTube about what you've done with puree 
or how you use puree or are you always on puree because you haven't got enough teeth or you have difficulty chewing and that's a big issue is the actual chew part as opposed to the swallow part uh, and that's a whole different episode as well. But leave me a comment below. Let me know what you've done with puree that's just taken it to the next level and salsa romesco. Doesn't that sound great? I mean, just eat a... Put it on a nice plate. Use nice utensils. Make it an adult experience. Um, episode 25, how to puree like an adult. I hope you've gotten something out of that. Uh, please eat well and I'll sign off. And uh, if you're listening or watching this before World Head and Neck Cancer Awareness Day, be aware that my e-guide is going to be launched on the 27th of july on amazon and if you're listening before july 27 2022 there's a special bonus for you if you sign up for my email uh you can also access that e-guide early thanks for listening thanks for watching everyone thanks for spending some time with me here today and i look forward to seeing you in the next episode until then eat well Bye.